It is hot. Fuck, go, fuck off, summer. It's still yeah. spring. Oh, it just became counting. spring. It's 68 it's, degrees. It's 80 here today. It's um, No, it's not. It's 68 it is. here as well, and it does. It feels a lot warmer than that. I think it might just be humid. I had to put my jacket on because the wind came in. I had wind. It's not humid here, at least. I guess we got that going for us. Probably feels comfortable to 68 with humidity, honestly. I had to roll my windows all the way down on my way home, and a flag went into my hair and died. Ew, I don't know ew, how that happened. I ew. didn't even notice. It had to be pointed out to me when I got home. I had a dead fly on my head. Maybe it died in the air. I assume it, like, smashed into my head crazy. so hard that, yeah. Maybe it was just lucky. <laughs> just so fell lucky. out of the sky. Did you guys like see getting their... bird poop on you. Did you guys see that they're making another fucking weird looking Resident Evil CG movie? Uh, I think I heard that, yeah. It's... I'm glad. I'm Who happy are these for, for? Me. Did you, do you watch these? <laughs> well, didn't we stream one we of them? We watched the last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One I, of, I don't remember yeah, shit was... about it. It was kind of yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a guy who took a serum and then he turned into a big green guy. You ever heard a, st- a story like this one? Was it, wasn't there Evil? a scene where uh, Claire was like handcuffed to a chair and Leon had to go in and save her while the serum guy was like, I'm going to kill everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Am I making that up? Mm, Somebody just, was handcuffed to a fucking happened. chair. I, I, just, I just like that they have to like slowly kind of use the remake designs for these movies. So you have like remake Jill and remake Leon. But then you have like Resident Evil Zero uh, Rebecca in the back here. I don't think they've ever made a different Rebecca. <laughs> so I'm I like when uh, the part where they were in the White House and Chris just kicked some guy over a table and it was really funny. It's- is that Re- feels like a thing that would happen in the game and not the movie. I don't remember that. Is Rebecca- like that was just a scene in Re- Resident Evil 5. What? Is Rebecca in Code Veronica? No. Okay. Okay. No, that's just Claire and Chris and um B- Billy. I oh there's no Billy's zero along with Rebecca. Uh, what's the fucking Steve? Is that his name? I gotta look this up. Hey, Steve. Hey, it's me, Steve, and Cole Veronica. Steve I think Blue's his name Blue's. is Steve. Let's, uh... It's a common name, you guys. You guys are acting like it's some weird it's fucking me, name. Steve. No one's got a resident these Steve. Resident Steven, more like. I, I forget there's anyone in Code Veronica other than Claire. Steve Burnside, that's his name. Yeah, I remember right. His, Steve Burnside. No, Code Veronica rules. They Steve should have Sideburns. remade that. I, I've only watched it be played. I've ne- I've never I've never played Code Veronica. I assume it's good. I assume it's good. It's it should have been the real Resident Evil three. We got we got an RE three hater in the chat. Well, no, RE three does suck. But the story is that like Code Veronica and RE three were being developed at the yes. same time, mm-hmm. and then RE three was out first, so that's what the one they decided was going to be the canonical R- Resident Evil three. I think which I think was they also stupid saw... <laughs> because <laughs> what? Oh, I was gonna say I think um, wasn't wasn't Code Veronica also a Dreamcast game initially? Yes, and I think there was also a bit of writing on the wall with that. Well, I mean, they put it out on the PlayStation 2 after the Dreamcast was obviously failing. So people played right. it. 
No, later. They played it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, listen. <laughs> it's a shame about the Dreamcast. It, that was a little console that tried real hard. Maybe they, maybe if they actually had Resident Evil 3 with the proper name, it would have done better. Maybe. I mean, maybe. no, but... Well, the problem with the Dreamcast, too, was that the piracy was so easy on it, they lost a ton of money that way. Because, oops, they forgot to put any kind of copy protection on their CD-based system. It was so many things. It was, like, I think it came out right as, like, the Japan recession was hitting real bad. And uh, they just didn't have a lot of good support at the time. It was a, it was a lot of things. Well, and the PlayStation was so huge, too, that the PS2 was automatically, yeah. like... Yes, it ate its lunch and and yeah. yeah. Also, <sighs> Dreamcast controller sucks. I'm just gonna say it right now. No, I like the Dreamcast. Con- it looks stupid, but it feels really good. Oh, I, 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 oh, I can't disagree. I think it's awkward. I hate the analog stick so much. Maybe you have hands that are too big. Have you tried having smaller hands? Mark, the the analog stick is only plastic. It, it's so bad. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I haven't held one in fucking 20 years, but I liked it back then. You would. Uh, I think if you held it again now, today, 2023, you would be like, oh, my God, I was I well, work. Now I have like this, this fucking DualShock 5. I got this, this, this uh, Switch Pro controller. Absolutely. Like I'm Absolutely. spoiled on good controllers now. No, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure if I held an N64 controller for the first time now, I would have like a heart attack or something. Have you guys held a Steam Deck? That thing feels amazing. It does feel good. Um, nope. I've been I've been thinking about getting a Steam Deck for work, it's just so I can play almost exclusively, so I can just play PS2 emulated games. I need just to keep in mind. It's great for like RPGs and stuff, and I was enjoying mm. playing Dragon Quest XI on it. It's just the battery life is so bad that you have to pretty much play it plugged in if you're going to be playing long RPGs on it. There's but, a there's a guy that brings it into our workspace. We have a bunch of Dell docs um, at all of our stations, and it's actually compatible with the, with the Dell dock. Like you plug it in, and it just good. hooks up perfectly. Nice. <laughs> Which is I crazy because it's Linux. So you wouldn't think it would fucking work at all, but hey. we should probably. Let's uh, port. Do yeah, what? Let's port. Record the podcast because this is all good conversation we're having that we could put in a podcast. Although Jerk's, I don't know if anybody. Jerk's recording. Garrick is recording, but I'm not going to splice this in to be like, yeah, we just talked about video games for like 10 minutes. So here you go. Um, you, you could just you could include all of this as like a cold open and we just do our intro 10 minutes in. That works. I'll do that. Welcome to episode 53 of Be Me to Sick Bay. I'm Mary, your host. I'm here with McFreeze. Welcome to episode 53 of Be Me to Sick Bay. <laughs> and Ace, you were saying you ate a gummy before this, McFreeze, is that correct? I think no, that's, I didn't get the same I'm anything. not confirming or denying anything. <laughs> Hi, Ace. Hello. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about uh, Night Terrors, the episode where Troy flies. It's horror themed. It's so scary. Scary. You know, everyone has got to become dream warriors is the thing. There's only one dream warrior. If this episode was dream warriors, it would be way better. Dream Dream warriors is the best one, right? No. What? What? What is the best one? You tell me right now. Freddy's dead. 
It is Freddy's statue. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you guys get away with that. No, that movie owns. Dude. I hate it so much. Someone is a fucking <laughs> Freddy a vision hater. Power glove. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> this guy doesn't even know about Freddy vision. He didn't have the glasses. <laughs> no, Dream Warriors is good, but I do, um, I do think Freddy's dead is underappreciated. Hmm. I I think. Uh, I, how do you feel about New Nightmare kind of getting some distance away from it? Like, I think it's like a cool precursor to Scream, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like it, like rap, like it, it's missing something. It's missing something. I don't know what that what it, what that is, but I feel like the it's last not, act is just not great. It's just not a nightmare to me. Like, it doesn't have the kitsch that's like inherent in the uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You know what I mean? And that's what I really love about Freddy's Dead is it, it is just over the fucking top. Um. Like it, it needs to be that kind of campy movie, and uh, New Nightmare kind of like tries to make it real in a it, way. It's very, and, it's very meta, which is dangerous—a dangerous thing to do. Um, yeah, and know. it works that, well with Scream, I think, but it, it doesn't work so much with, uh, for me, with New Nightmare. I think it's better at being meta than like a lot of '90s stuff in general, where it's trying with it. A lot of stuff is like trying really hard, and you know, at the same time, fucking Wes Craven is just in that movie being like, "Well, I got to keep the Freddy demon at bay by writing movies about it." (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you know, never mind. Forget what I was saying. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Forget what you were saying. That movie is actually the greatest. It owns. No, there were there was a thing. With with '90s movies, some '90s movies that I've really come to appreciate uh, over time that were just too early for their time. What was that one? <sighs> was that Last Action Hero? Uh, that, that's the one where yeah. Arnold comes out of the screen and he's like, he's like in the movie version, like all the women are just like always wearing high heels and they have like low cut skirts, and he just meets uh, the the kid's mom and she's just wearing normal clothes. He's like, what? What's? Why do you dress like this? I don't get it. Yeah, Last Action Hero was oh, incredible, and people didn't appreciate it back in the '90s because it was so ahead of its fucking time. I like when he like jumps off a roof because he can just do that normally, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, that hurts!" Yeah, this world sucks. That's the message here. Yeah, that is the message of Last Action Hero. No, it just it's it's a really good takedown of '90s uh, action movies in the '90s. Yeah. And then he does he does like a nineties movie move in in the real world anyway. He's like hanging off the side of a building and he somehow swings the kid all the way up to the top and then leaps up. It's like you, you can't do that. You can do it. Do you see how big his arms are? He's pretty big. He's an action hero. The last one, in fact. The last action hero. Oh, it was the last one. It was true. It's probably the last great Arnold movie. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna. I would pull up the fucking Terminator movie. Dark Fate. No, 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 no. Is that the one that um, Daenerys is in? That's the one uh, where the Terminator becomes an interior decorator. Why can I never remember her actress's name? You know, the the lady that plays Daenerys. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got what you're picking up. I, I know. Down. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Is that the one? Amelia Clark nope, is in. Nope. 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 Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know. All the Terminator movies past three are a blur to me. Um, what was uh, what's the website where the movies live? <laughs> IMDb. That's it. <laughs> are you looking up all of the Arnold's big movies? Yeah, I'm looking up Arnold Schwarzenegger. How do you spell Schwarzenegger? I'm just gonna look up his filmography on Wikipedia, the online encyclopedia. 
Why would Hayes lie about it being Amelia Clark? Is it not? Is it Amelia? It is Amelia Clark? I thought it was. So does someone else. I'm sorry. You're right. Okay, so let's say that Arnold begins at Pumping Iron because that's the truth. Okay, but you know what? You know what? Terminator Two. Oh, that's deleted scenes. Where was the actual Terminator Two? Ninety One. Okay, Terminator Two is ninety one. I thought that was later. Okay, and Last Action Hero was ninety three. God, that movie was so ahead of its time. Oh, True Lies was ninety four. I never watched True Lies. I know some people like it. I don't like it. Uh. What about um? What's the other one called? Junior. <sighs> okay. No. <laughs> I haven't. I've never seen Junior. I need Mark, to see Junior. Mark, this Hi. is how hard of a drop off can you have? You have okay. So he does Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop One, which I don't know if Kindergarten Cop is great, but it's not bad actually. Um, T two, Last Action Hero, then after that, Junior, Eraser, Jingle All the Way, Batman and Robin. Okay, no, Batman and Robin. Um, that... No. No, no, but... no. no. <laughs> but he's... <laughs> okay, he's the only good part of that movie. You're correct. <laughs> he's the only good part of that movie. Let's he give him a little credit. you are credit. terminated. And then he cries a frozen tear. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like him in that movie because uh, they took the fucking plot from the TV show, the, the animated TV show, and just made the... freeze that in the movie. And it's good. It it works. It's the only part of that movie that fucking works. Joel Schumacher, you genius. I think End of Days was all right. I don't. I've not. I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, it's kind of a nothing movie, actually. Damn. I, is this actually even the movie I'm thinking of? I'm looking at it now. I, I think. Oh, never, here's the problem. Never heard of it. The movie I was thinking of was Demolition Man, starring Sylvester Stallone and not Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, that that is, that's, that's a why. great Arnold movie. I love it that is one. a great. It's one of the best, though. That was another one I was going to mention with the the '90s movies that were ahead of their time was Demolition Man because it was also like that. Yeah, they were in the future. Awesome movie. I love the. My favorite part of that movie is the running gag where everyone gets ticketed for saying swears. And so you just have someone like eventually slide, just like saying a uh, swear word, and you just hear, you, you know, he's like, "Oh, what the fuck are you talking about?" And you hear like ten feet away, "Warning, you've been ticketed for saying a, uh, a bad word." I'm still continuing to look up at his IMDb and dear lord, the man's made. But yeah, I think I think we have determined that the last good movie he was in was a Last Action Hero. Uh, he's um, he's probably he's been in something decent. No, he hasn't. I'm looking at them all right now. There's none of them. None of them. Some people. What about, what about Expendables? Uh, the Expendables Two? Maybe, maybe the Expendables Two is great. I no one knows. Know. You, you, I'm looking at T3 right here, and it is unbelievable how not good of a movie that is. Like T3 is awful. T3 it's sucks. it's so crazy because it has like a lot of the same effects, has a lot of the same. I would say even like not like feel, but like. I don't know, look of T2. It's like, it's wearing T2's skin, but it's mm-hmm. so bad. Well, and that's why it's so bad is uh, what they tried to do is they were like, people love this T2. How are we going to, how are we going to recreate this? And they tried to just fucking redo Terminator 2. Remember how there's a chase scene that like mirrors the chase scene that's in yeah. T2. It's yeah. awful. And just, it's just it, it doesn't have any of the charm. It doesn't have any like the action scenes are okay. They cut the- out the best scene in the movie where the the um 
Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing the soldier who is the model for the Terminator. He's like, I'm Sergeant John Candy here. <laughs> oh, I have seen that. Or, yeah, yeah. It's like the actual guy. The Oh, that's awesome. Actually, the voice was done by Samuel L. Jackson, which is the that's even better. Amazing. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's man. good. That's, that's good. Uh, nice. Yeah. So that wasn't in the movie. So <laughs> they took that out. You may, you, may, you may notice we're not talking about the episode of the show. There's a reason for that. I thought you liked this episode. Ace. I did like it. There's about two minutes of things to talk about. That's true. That's true. That's true. There's lots of things to talk about. Like Picard, Picard's just sitting in his room saying, come, come. <laughs> I, no, I love that scene. Come? <laughs> okay. We have to start about the episodes. So we can talk about that scene. I'm going, I'm going for it. So let's, uh, let's read the episode specs here. This was uh, night terrors first aired March 18th, 1991. Uh, the teleplay was written by Pamela Douglas and Jerry Taylor Story was by Sherry Goodhearts. It was directed by Les Landau. And the in-universe date is 44631.2, solar year 2367. In this episode, the Enterprise finds itself trapped in a rift in space while the crew is starting to go insane. Oh, no. Not a space hole. They have, they have a lot of, this, of space toilets in space, it turns out. I mean, I like that they tried really hard to... Uh, make that rift thing seems to make sense you know like oh yeah these are very rare they were discovered by this one guy he got out with an explosion and then like the other there's there's other aliens spoilers trapped on the other side of the rift that are actually the reasons that everyone's going insane but like the convenience of like oh well we just can't see them because the rift is shaped this way it's like seriously You know what I really liked is that they're these mysterious aliens that can only talk through telepathy and make your entire crew go insane Hopefully uh, they also talk in English whenever you go to bed. Well, they have a universal translator, Hayes. They're doing yeah, but she telepathy. was asleep. That doesn't work when you sleep. You know, telepathy yeah, it's, it's is the universal language. Everyone knows that. That's also true. I'm pretty sure you can just telepathically talk to people. Is that? I, I guess that makes sense. I know all of the telepaths I know say that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, we should get some of them on the show. You should uh, you should invite your telepath friends in okay. to talk to us about telepathy. Right. You, you know what my favorite part of this episode was? What? Troy literally saves the day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, well she, sort of. Data, Data really like does the heavy lifting on the day-saving part. Okay, but she she goes in the REM sleep, and she crosses over to the other side. She's talking to stupid aliens that only repeat the same four words over and over again. Um... And she she manages to get the message over in time, right? And she also interprets that, like, you know, hey, we need to, you know, they're looking for hydrogen, and we're the only ones, or and we don't need to guess that they have hydrogen, because they would only be putting out a message if they needed it. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Troy Troy does the, the, the big actions at the end here, I would say. Picard turns over to Data at the end of everything. Good job, Data. You did it. You did it. You saved the day. I mean, I'm going to I, bed. Data did save the fucking day, though. I'm giving credit to Data let, on this. Let Troy have one dub, is all I'm saying. Troy has oh. been had. Okay, the thing about the, the time scale of this episode, right? <laughs> They're trapped in this rift for fucking like two weeks. Every night, Troy has been having the same dream, and she like doesn't figure out for two fucking weeks that it's aliens <laughs> communicating to her. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> half my notes are. Why not think about the fucking Betazoid you brought on ship? Why does no one talk about this? 
Well, she's been trying to talk about him the whole goddamn time, and it also takes her two weeks to get through to him, so the fact, realize that they've had been having the same dream, even though that's basically all he's saying, too. No, no, but, like, no one is even, like, connecting the dots on the ship that this might be, like, a brain thing until everyone's going completely insane. Like, no one thinks that, like, oh, maybe this Betazoid's connected to something. They do figure it out like a few days into it, at least. Oh, but the tele- telepathy thing—you're right. Yeah, they don't—they don't figure out that it's related to telepathy for a really fucking long time. Yeah, they're just like everybody's going crazy. We gotta get out of here. Oh no, we can't. We're adrift in space. Room camera zoom in. All right. So I don't even want to break this episode down by plot because there's so little <laughs> that happens in it. We could just there's like lots of plot just... in this. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll 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 give you the 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 okay. The, the opening I think is actually cool, where they go onto the bridge and everyone's fucking dead. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So they they they're looking for this uh, missing science vessel, Bertain, and uh, they find it finally floating near a binary star system adrift, and they can't tell if there's anybody alive on board. Data has in, uh, inconclusive like life signs, but mm-hmm. uh, Troy's like, no, somebody's alive over there. So she insists on joining the away team. And yeah, they beam over and everybody is fucking murdered horrifically. Oh, there's like someone that has like a giant like weapon sticking out of their chest. I want to say there's it's like a, a big no- rapier. Yeah. 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 And someone else has been blasted the hell and back. Who brought this big sword onto the ship? I don't know. Was, was it Worf? I was going to say it's not out of the outside of the realm for Worf to have something like that. I don't think they got a Worf. So they could uh, have a Worf. Well, Remember, Worf is the only Worf in Starfleet. It's been no, established. You guys remember season one when Picard is doing fencing on the Enterprise? <gasps> oh, oh my God, it was Picard! <laughs> it was Picard all along. Uh, but yeah, no. My question is: so on the Britain, they clearly had some kind of battle royale. Why is there not one surviving guy in a corner, real angrily holding a phaser? There was a surviving guy. There was a surviving guy. Scared. Yeah, he was. He, was he killed them all by being so scared. Why? Why does uh, Troy or whoever say that? Like, oh, it couldn't have been him. He couldn't have murdered anyone. Like, why well, are they? That's Troy's immediately like, yeah, he didn't. He didn't do this, and she walks over. But I guess he would have been like the last person to kill yeah, somebody, he, right? He, because he was the dude with the rapier. Clearly, he just fucking stuck that captain. Well, unless unless there was like a double KO to finish off. <laughs> double <laughs> KO. I mean, somebody could have like died from their injuries while after they killed somebody else, I guess. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, yeah. this Hagen guy is just hiding in the closet, going, "One moon circling, one moon circling. What does yeah. it mean?" I feel like they could have leaned way more into the horror aspects of this episode because they all there's only a few real moments when you think about it. There's a lot of uh, everyone being sleepy. There's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of <laughs> just, I feel like I'm pissed well, off. This is actually like um, <clears throat> it says Michael Piller recalled that the pace of the show was so slow that the episode ran nine minutes over and had to be severely cut down. They, there I were scenes imagine this being were nine minutes in, fucking long. <laughs> oh my god! Engineering in front of Troy's office in sickbay and on the main bridge. Yeah, I always assume whenever there's a log halfway through the episode where they like catch us up to speed that there's been a lot of cut scenes. And we haven't had that in a while, but this episode we definitely did. Daddy's like, I've been made acting captain. <laughs> it's like, oh, when did that happen, Data? Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, I agree. This episode definitely could have used a lot more horror, especially when you open up on the sh- on the bridge of the Bretagne and see everybody horrifically murdered. You want at least one murder on the Enterprise, right? Like at least somebody, like somebody should die. Like they, like uh, I think one of the the better scenes in the whole episode was whenever uh, fucking awesome awesome looking uh area by the way whenever um crusher is in the morgue and she's tending to not tending what we're talking about she's looking at the corpses and she's looking at their brains trying to see if there's anything that she can kind of glean from this she looks away for a moment looks back everyone's fucking sitting up you know in their in their fucking plastic bags and she's just like has to close her eyes and she has to tell herself nothing it's not real it's not real go away go away opens her eyes everyone's lying down again that's great that's wonderful I feel like they undercut it because they um they made it clear early on that people were just hallucinating because they were having some kind of brain issue. And yeah. so I feel like that undercuts the horror a little bit, but they still could have leaned into it because even though like we know it's not real, it's still very entertaining to watch them have these like horrific yeah. moments. And, and like whenever Worf is like, you know, he's having his breakdown, it would have been great if he we got like some like imagery or something, right? It wasn't just him freaking out. We kind of saw what he was seeing. Or not, not like in a more literal sense, rather than just like general fear, just just kind of drive home of like, like yeah, why, maybe like why... he's hallucinating a Klingon telling him that he's not a warrior and that he should die or whatever. So, while yeah, he's talking yeah. to him, his like brother turning his back on him or something. Yeah, but then they would have had to bring back Tony Todd and for him <laughs> for this episode. You could have been looking away from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do that war. with the Klingon that one episode? Remember. <laughs> Worf, it is I. One of the Klingon episodes, they had a guy that they they just never showed his fucking face, and I'm like, they just didn't put makeup on that fucker. I know they did. I know what you're talking about. That may have been like season (laughs) one or something. Yeah. No, I think it was season um the three actually. Wasn't it when uh when his girlfriend dies? Is it? I think it was. Yeah. So I think it was like last season's Klingon episode. They were just really sad about poor Kalar. Poor, poor kid. I couldn't even think of her name just now. I can't <laughs> believe Pace correctly thought of someone's name. This is <laughs> ridiculous. It's well, so I, I saw I saw that post that McFreeze posted recently. Oh yeah, that Twitter post was that was good. Um, it was like somebody is watching the TNG episode where they're picking up some emissary, and it turns out to be the hottest babe in the universe. The hottest Kalar. babe in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Kalar is good though. I miss her. <sighs> Should have been a main character. Should have been a main character. I'm going to say it. Well, um, never will be now. No. Um. So what else really happens this episode? So they well, go into so the bridge. They scoop up Betazoid, who's freaking out about eyes in the dark. Eyes in well, the dark. Yeah, was, we have to have Troy's dream happen. Exactly. We do have to have Troy's dream. So we like, we got all the corpses over. We get this Betazoid over who's catatonic. And Troy talks to him for two weeks in the brain, trying to get through to him. Uh, and... um. They try to get the Britain functioning, but it won't go, despite everything being in working order. So they're like, huh, that's weird. But um, Dr. Crusher like dis- oh, reports disturbed to Captain Picard that all 34 members on the Britain murdered each other, which, yeah, of course they did. They were like thinking there was some murderer loose somewhere, right? <laughs> At first, they're like, who did this? Who <laughs> killed these people in the- all these various different ways? Um, but Crusher's like, no, they all killed each other. What's the movie where the like the crew of a ship goes insane? It stars Lawrence uh, Fishburne, I want to say. Among Us. 
No, it's not Among <laughs> Us. Shut the hell up. No, it's um, 2001 in a Space Odyssey. No, no. I know the movie you're talking about. I just can't think of the name. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite scenes of all time where they're like looking at video logs. And like one of them is just everyone going insane, like ripping their own eyes out, pulling their tongue out, just getting possessed by demons. Jason and- X. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. And Lauren's best friend just turns it off, looks at the crew and says, we're leaving. That's the one where (laughs) you don't need eyes to see. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Event Horizon's great. We should be watching that. That's that's some good space horror right there. It's cool looking, if nothing else. Uh, Who -hmm. who directs that? I want to say that's uh, the Resident Evil man directs that. Um, um, Uh, The... Husband of Mila Jovovich. I forgot one of the Paul Andersons. Yes, it is. It is a Paul Andersons. Yes, Anderson. It was like his only. um, No offense to Paul W.S. Anderson, but uh, that's probably his only legitimately good movie. It's probably his only legitimate movie. (laughs) Call him that because he only has W's. That's true. That's true. Except that Monster Hunter movie, then that wasn't good. Mm, Well, He, he managed to make a Monster Hunter movie that wouldn't get aired in China, which is impressive. That is pretty good. How did how did they do that? Um, oh, that's right. They he, had that he, joke. They had that one joke. I'm trying to like. Oh, the guy's like, oh, like my knee. It was and the, it guy, wasn't, the guy goes, oh, like Chinese. Was, like, doesn't even. It wasn't. Sense. It's not even offensive. It's just stupid. It's just nothing. I don't blame them for not airing it though. They're like, that's a stupid ass <laughs> joke. You got to take that shit out of the movie, man. <laughs> get that get that shit out of here. Uh, so what happens in this episode? They get the corpses, the ship doesn't run, uh, everybody murdered each other. Oh, and then Troy has the dream! So she's, okay, let's let's set the setting. She's in this, like, cloudy green-gray void, like this deviant-art green she, uh, uh, colored void. She's in a PlayStation 2 intro uh, cinematic. Yes. Basically, yeah. So when and you, yeah, when you turn the when PS2 you turn it on, on and, with no and, and, and you have all your memory blocks, yeah. And uh, there's uh, two, the two depinary stars floating above her, and there's, like, clouds everywhere, and and she starts just like floating up and flying in the air. And at this disembodied voice is telling her eyes in the dark, one moon circling, see the eyes in the dark. And she's like floating around going, where are you? I can't find you. And it's just kind of a silly dream. And she wakes up like panicked, like, God, what a terrible nightmare. That was. <laughs> she couldn't find them. It was scary. Was it though? She was. In Greenland, I guess. Man, they must have like they must have solved nightmares in the future because, like, I have way scarier dreams than that all the fucking time, you know, and I don't wake up in a panic. You know, I'm watching Voyager. People are having headaches all the time. They told me that shit was cured. <laughs> well, that's because they're so far away from the Federation. See, they lost the access to the cures. Hmm. Over in that, that in their corner, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these uh, these dream sequences we get, I think, three of them throughout the episode, and um, they did actually like film. They had to go to a separate studio and have uh, the green screen flying thing filmed with Marina Sirtis. Uh, so that's a good little note. You're just but, like, jealous of how cool she looked. Oh, dude, I love it. Like, but but <laughs> apparently people hated it. It's. I mean, it's, it's not a great effect. It's a like 1950s Superman flying. People effect. who complained about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, but it's a dream sequence though, so I feel like it being not real looking is fine. Like it's a fucking dream. Right. No. No. Totally. I. I'm I. Good. I thought it. I thought it was fine. I could see how someone would think it's 
corny and it, it is a little corny but i think for what they're going for it was it was it was fine i'm here for the corny I, I love corny so so we learned then that four days have passed and they haven't made any headway on getting the Bretagne working and they've been sitting here for four days trying to get the fucking Bretagne to run and so picard eventually gives up and he's like we should just return to starbase and tow it so they're getting ready to tow it and they have this scene okay Remember how I mentioned that somebody you know, I should have towed gotten... it after like six hours. I know, like fuck it, let's just get out of here. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we have this scene. Remember how I mentioned that uh, somebody should have gotten murdered? They fucking have Jordy with this no-name ensign that we've never seen before, and they don't murder him. I genuinely <laughs> thought he was being set up to be murdered. He just does he do anything besides going like? I thought I heard something. I guess no, I... that's all he's here in this episode is is to, oh, maybe he's in the bar fight later. I didn't remember seeing him there though. But he's just sitting like on the on the Bretagne and he hears like pipes clanking or something and he's like, someone's here, someone's still here on this ship. Yes. They're gonna they're gonna get us. And Jordy's like, calm down. There's nobody it here. They... Like it was weird because like I could tell that this was a named character somehow. But then he only said like two words and then he was gone for the rest of the show. It was yeah. Weird. And instead we got fucking Gillespie. <laughs> ah, <laughs> fucking Gillespie. There's also that one ensign on the bridge who's like, I don't remember how to steer no more. She's been on other episodes. Yeah, though. I, I think but she, she is, she's she, been she's guess, been Wesley for a while. I guess that's true. She's, she's, she's been Wesson it up. One of the Wesleys. Yeah, this might be the first time she's spoken, though. I don't know if we know her name think, at all. Yeah, probably. Uh, so Troy is still trying to get through to uh, to Hagen, the catatonic Betazoid, and nothing. And then we see Chief O'Brien in his quarters, like, pacing around. And Keiko walks in, and she immediately starts complaining about her day, which... Oh, marriage flashbacks. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, She's like, it was such a day at the lab and they want me to do another project and all this is crap. And O'Brien's just like really hostile to her. And he's just like, were you just there to see that scientist Tom, whatever? And um, and she's like, what? No, what are you talking about? And she's like, you make any excuse to see him. And, and she's like, oh, I get it. You're jealous. But he is not having that. He just gets really fucking pissed off and storms off. And forward, and then we don't see Keiko again for the rest of the episode. <laughs> you know, this is this might be why people say Keiko is kind of uh underdeveloped character, maybe a little bit. I mean, possibly. also, also <laughs> some real character assassination of O'Brien here. Just an angry Irish guy yells at his wife, goes to the pub immediately. <laughs> And to be fair, he went to the pub to have coffee. No, wait, he didn't have coffee. That's right. He was like, I had too much coffee. He <laughs> literally thought said, he was here to have coffee. <laughs> he sits down to this other gold shirt guy who we learn is Gillespie. And Gillespie's like, hey, what are you doing here, O'Brien? You here for some coffee? And he's like, no, I've been having too much coffee lately. He's like twitching. Um, and Gillespie's like, oh, all right. They start casually talking. Um, but he mentions Keiko and, and the lab. And, and he's like, oh, has there been anything weird going on down there? And uh, O'Brien's like, no, why? And, and he's like, oh, because this other uh, guy in engineering said he saw a guy in an old Starfleet uniform riding the turbo lift, and then he disappeared at the top. Oh. <laughs> and O'Brien's like, ghost stories? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious you know, with this shit? We have a teleporter on this ship. I'm just saying. It could have happened. I mean, but why would they be wearing an old Starfleet uniform, McCreese? Because they were going to the holodeck to have an old Starfleet adventure. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's it's, it's airtight. It checks out. But O'Brien just gets pissed off. He's like, really? Are you seriously telling ghost stories? And he leaves. Never doesn't even have his beer or whatever. Um, 
So then we get the scene too where Picard is sitting in his ready room and he hears this doorbell ring. So he yells, come. Uh, but he gets no response. And it chimes again and he's like, come. And there's <laughs> no response. Yeah. And it keeps ringing. So he, he finally like goes, ah, gets up and like checks the door and nobody's there. So he's like, God damn, door is malfunctioning. And he walks back to his seat and starts reading again. And the doorbell keeps ringing. Um, and finally someone knocks on it. And he's like, what? And um, and it opens up. And his reaction to that is just like, huh, what? It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Guy's Bobby good at Vance. acting. He's very good at acting. I seriously like well, Patrick Stewart should have been in all the TV shows forever. You can see him that. now on Star Trek Picard season three. Mm. You know, I've been hearing, I've been hearing about the season three of Star Trek Picard, and apparently it's good. And I'm going to have to fucking watch Picard now. I'm mad about I, this. I've heard it described as like, <laughs> um, just it's it's TNG light with a bunch of old people, which sounds like yeah. a massive yeah, improvement. Good. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> but um. I kind of wanted to watch Picard anyway, just to see how bad the first couple seasons were. You gotta Some get the shit Picard lore. I gotta get the Picard lore. I gotta know the full story. I gotta see why he gets run over by a car <laughs> driven by Brent Spiner. You gotta watch Picard go back in time to combat ICE in modern day, modern age America. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's what I come to Star Trek: The Next Generation for. So Normally uh, you gotta anyway. go to Deep Space Nine to see that. It's Troy and uh, they didn't even have ice. And they just locked everybody in the fucking inner cities. And hey, so you got to watch that show. I really don't. Is you do. No. You really do got to watch Deep Space Nine. What do, you, what do you mean you really don't? It's I'll, really good. I'll be, I'll be ready for another like, what, what, what pace are we on? Year and a half? We should start doing two episodes a week again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taking forever to get through season four. I miss Wesley. We gotta get to Wesley. It's true. But anyway, Troy and Crusher show up to tell Picard that uh, what's happening, what happened on the Brutane is happening here uh, because people are having hallucinations and erratic behavior. And he's like, well, okay, we're, we're getting ready to leave um, and tow the Britain back to the Starbase in like an hour. So don't worry about it. So, of course, they go to do this and uh, the ship won't fucking work. Whoops. We, we get another log. We get another log that 10 fucking days have passed and they are still adrift. <laughs> Star Trek sent, time, baby. They've sent out distress calls, but as they're very far in space, they don't expect a response for at least another two more weeks. So they're having a meeting in the observation lounge, and this is where the data explains that they've fallen into a Tychon's Rift, a rare space phenomenon where a ship is trapped as the energy the, uh, from the ship's engine is drained before it can be used. <laughs> I like Worf walks in late on this scene, too, and he sits down and he looks at Riker and he just says, I was detained. Like, that was it. He was detained. Don't they never explain why he was detained. Uh, we can't we can't fit the scene in just have him come in <laughs> he was deleted probably <laughs> it probably was one of the deleted scenes i want to know why he was detained we're just going to pretend that he was hallucinating kern yelling at him um so data goes on to say that tyken uh escaped his rift by creating a large explosion in space uh with some chemicals that he happened to have on board and then he escaped through the ruptured core of the rift 
but the Enterprise can't reproduce the explosion he made because they don't have the power to synthesize complex elements, which is the biggest fucking... We have to write around this... We have to write around our magical replicator technology in this episode. How do we do that? Uh, uh, It doesn't make any sense. We just say we can't do it. Yeah, like basically is the thing. They're just like, we can't do it because we can't do it. We don't have power. We only have power to do absolutely everything else. We can't do that. We can only replicate hydrogen. We can't replicate. We cannot replicate anything complicated like potato chips. I, I, too hard. So wait, if they could, if they had a bunch of hydrogen, why couldn't they ignite it themselves? Because it wouldn't be explosive enough. You know, that famously inexplosive substance, hydrogen. <laughs> I guess I don't know how hydrogen ex- it works in a vacuum, in, in the vacuum of space. But I would imagine it would be an explosion. And well, Apparently you need something else you that they put, can't synthesize. I would put oxygen with it, personally, but I'm not a scientist. <laughs> well, it's that's too or, complex. Or, or, they can't synthesize no oxygen. How could they possibly do that? Wait, I'm being told that oxygen is very simple. You're right. I am thinking of oxygen. Why didn't they just do oxygen? Why couldn't they just shoot oxygen we through the red? Contrabomium, okay? <laughs> That's true. This is they better. had a hard time writing this one. They get a, they, this was a hard one to write. Um, but Crusher asks Data if Tykin's records show any disturbances among the crew. Uh, but he's like, no, they did not. And Troy asks about any uh, nightmares among the crew in, in Tykin's records. And Data's like, no, there was no record of any sleep disturbances. Um, so they leave the meeting in the turbo lift, and Picard and Riker are discussing how this has affected him, uh, affected them. Riker says that he hasn't had any hallucinations or nightmares, but that he has been uh, really irritable, and that several times he's gone to his quarters and felt someone was in there waiting for him. And Picard says he's had similar feelings, and while everyone uh, except Data is succumbing, it's important that they keep their faculties. So he orders Riker to go take a nap and uh, relieve him on the bridge in four hours. And Riker is so pissed off about this. He's like, oh, deck eight, goddammit. I hate taking naps. And Picard just seems really haggard. Like, Picard's aged 20 years in this fucking episode. He's, he's ready to go to sleep in this elevator. He is. He should just take a nice nap. And <laughs> this is my favorite part of this fucking episode, is Riker in his quarters. Just, like, shifty eyes around every fucking corner. Like, he hears a creak behind him. He's like, oh, that. Oh, I love oh, that. Because it goes favorite- on for... I thought your favorite part was when Picard is in the elevator. He's like looking around. He's like, oh, no, the ceiling's getting closer. No. Well, that's also like the whole thing, because it keeps cutting between Riker and his quarters, looking around every corner for a ghost. And then Picard is just in the turbo lift with the ceiling falling on him. And he's like on the floor with his hands up screaming, no. And the bridge door opens and they're just like, "Um, are you okay? And he's like, uh, (laughs) the fucking reaction to he like looks at all of them, stands up and doesn't say anything. and just walks to his ready room. (laughs) I love this show. Poor Picard. Maybe they just think he has dementia because he's old. Well, I think they all know it's weird shit's happening. And I think also Picard like tells Data to go to his ready room. He's like, hey, meet me in my ready room. Um, and we see Riker, too, has finally changed into his PJs, and he's still looking around his quarters, and he finally lies in bed. He's like, all right, how am I going to get to fucking sleep? Um, but he pulls back his covers in alarm to find snakes wrapped around his feet, and he's like, ah! 
gets up and they immediately vanish. <laughs> so that was the payoff. That, for all that was the scene they kept, by the way. That's that's <laughs> hiding in his room. It was the feet snakes. <sighs> it was the feet snakes all along. I I don't know. I just love the extended like him shifty eyes around its entire quarters, <laughs> especially when he knows like they he knows he's hallucinating and he's still. <laughs> Who directed this episode again? Les Landau. Les Landau's done a lot of good work for the show. Okay. You work maybe, with what you got, man. Maybe you're just maybe he just wasn't meant for for horror. No. For Let's horror. Les Landau. Director Les hey. Landau blocked this episode out and prefers not to discuss it for reasons he <laughs> won't elaborate. <laughs> really? <laughs> Less funny. It wasn't that bad. Come on, okay, man. this episode was directed by um, Alan Smithy. <laughs> this episode was directed by Hatsune Miku. No, Alan Smithy is the pseudonym used by film directors who wish to disown a project. So. I know. Okay, okay. I'm Hatsune, just explaining to our yeah, audience. Hatsune, Miku is, Hatsune Miku is the pseudonym used by... For the internet, yes. Yeah, yes. She, she's <laughs> the one so that invented forth. Minecraft. She yes. doesn't invent Minecraft. She does, she's done a lot of great things over the years. Yes. She, she does great work. I heard recently she was wrestling on Jarma's stream. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, that was, he made a character called Natsune Miku because he, he had a wrestling character called uh, Lanat and then he made uh, Natsune Miku. That's very stupid. That's great. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is the podcast where I just laugh at things that are funny to me. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. I could just think about German and laugh if I want to do that. It's easy to do, dude. He makes it so easy. Uh, I would so, never so, laugh at Germa. In, um, he's, the, he's the everyman. But he's he's there for laughter. He's there he is not an everyman. Germa is... I don't know <laughs> no, what he because is. because everyman looks like him. Ha ha ha. Damn. That's true. So in the ready room, Data reports to Picard that they're going to try to explode the roof of the deflector dish, the, some of the technology they cooked up when they were figuring out how to fight the Borg. And um, he's he's about to go, but Picard stops him to try to explain to him that he, he, Picard, is not well and is not going to fucking make it. And the ship needs to someone to, to make sure that they get out alive and that someone's going to have to be Data. And he's like stumbling over his words as he tries to get this out. And Data's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and he leaves. Um so then we have the Dr. Christian Morg scene that we just talked about earlier, which is a great fucking horror scene. Give me more of that. But at this point in the episode two, even in my notes, I'm writing down like, she hears a noise. I bet it's a hallucination. <laughs> hey, it was. Wow. Wow. But it was a good hallucination. But uh, Dr. Christian does ask Picard, though, if he can remember any of his dreams since they've been there. And, uh, She's been doing her homework, and apparently, no one on the ship has uh, have been having any dreams except for Troy. I, I, I like that Picard's response to this is like, "No, I don't remember my dreams." Yeah, <laughs> you know that's the most uh, like reasonable response he could make, though, because I'm sure he does. It, but it's really funny because Crusher just like dismisses what he says. He's like, "Oh yes, you may not remember your dreams, but trust me when I say you can't remember your dreams anyway." Yeah, you you haven't been remembering them because you haven't been having them. Um, but only Troy has been having dreams, but she, uh, realized when Troy mentioned the nightmares like 10 days ago. And so she's stumbling over her words a lot and she tries to get out and data has to fill in the blanks for her that humans need to get, uh, to REM sleep for their cognitive function. And if they aren't doing that, 
uh, that it causes forgetfulness, lack of concentration, irritability, and sometimes hallucinations. Which we were talking about before the episode started, if this was true or not. Is this true of sleep deprivation? Um, yeah. it sure. It I I know. Like if you don't get your REM sleep, it messes it messes you up badly. There was a radio operator or a uh, radio host, I should say, where he did this like I'm gonna stay awake for. 30 days straight challenge this is like back in the 40s or 50s where no one would know what they were fucking doing. Um, and so he does it by week, the, the end of the first week, he was like having a bad time of it, obviously, but he was like doing okay. He was hanging in there. By the end of the second week, he was just like so incredibly, uh, he he would basically just be talk you know not having hallucinations but he'd be talking nonsense half the time he was having extremely hard times just keeping focused all the kinds you would expect from extreme sleep deprivation and i think by the third week he was just having full on hallucinations he was going into rem while he was awake like mm-hmm. they they had doctors come over and they would like watch his eyes just rapidly move back and forth back and forth back and forth he was still awake but his body was forcing him into rem just as like a necessary um you know measure to keep him alive well yeah and, but that's like okay that's sleep deprivation in general right uh i wouldn't say in general because at the end of the whole thing he was basically permanently brain damaged and he uh his entire life fell apart i don't know if all that happened that the, there's a radio i'm telling you i don't i know that so i read i read about um this might have been the guy who broke the record of that guy, but I read about this as a kid. And by the way, when I was a kid, they did not tell me that the guy doing this was a 16-year-old doing it for the science fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, they didn't want you to get any ideas. Yeah. So he was awake for 11 days. Uh, so let's see. So let's see. Day day two saw him having difficulty identifying objects by touch. On day three, he had become moody and was struggling to perform tongue twisters, memory lapses, and hallucinations and delusional episodes on day four, including that he hallucinated that he was an NFL player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like one like one who already existed. He was that one. And then, let's see, his memory became worse, his speech slowed, he would start sentences and stop halfway. Um, however, he was still able to play ping pong. Well, there you go. You don't, you don't need to sleep to play ping pong. But yes, he was uh, par- paranoid. He's like, he thought, he thought everyone was watching him, which they were, because they were seeing if he was going to die or not. Um. But he didn't but, stick a he didn't stick a sword through anybody's chest, right? No. Oh, it's like they had him like count backwards from a hundred by sevens, and he got to sixty five, and he forgot what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, I could do that on a good day. I feel like <laughs> no, uh, but still, that's just sleep deprivation in general. Right. Like I'm asking specifically about REM sleep because these people on the, the premise of this episode, right? they're sleeping they're just not getting to dream 
And yeah. and so they're saying that that is what you need to make. All this. And I, I watched this show as a kid. I thought this for years that this was scientifically accurate. And so I just assumed that was the case. And I'm, I'm thinking about it now, like there's no fucking evidence of this. You don't necessarily need to get to REM sleep. You just need sleep. And you literally cannot go without sleep. Like Ace was talking about, if you try to stay awake that long, your body forces micro sleep onto you. Yeah. Like the only people who actually can't, uh, can stay awake like literally have a fucking fatal disease it's a fatal familial insomnia where they cannot sleep at all and it does kill them is so is there like a case of like you can get you can get sleep but not get rem like what would what would that do to you and your your brain i mean i think i remember hearing before and i don't know how accurate this is but i'm sure it's, there's something to it where you do need to get to rem sleep for full restfulness so if you don't get if you don't get to like a dreaming sleep then you're not going to wake up feeling rested but right. i don't know if you suffer like the full effects of of sleep deprivation if, if i remember right it's something to do with like uh saving your short-term memory to hard drift hard disk you know Mm-hmm. And so if you don't get REM sleep, that might not happen. But that's just going off the top of my head. I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody out there does really know, like if you've looked into this kind of stuff, then give us an email at bmedicicbay.gmail.com because I do want to know. By, by the way, um, I was wildly, insanely off. The guy, <laughs> uh, Peter Tripp, was it was not it was not four weeks. It was like five days, 201 hours uh, cumulatively. And he did not leave the radio because of going insane. He left radio because of payola scandals. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> because he was too sane. <laughs> um, yeah, you really like it. You can't go without sleep. You know, you can try, but your body will not let you unless unless, like I said, you have the very rare fatal familial insomnia, which if you ever want to like get fucked up, read cases of that. That's that's a fucked up disease. It's that's not- a for or story disease yes you need sleep you know sleep good but can't sleep clowns will eat me uh, they'll do that if you're awake anyway well you they're not gonna be stopped by you being awake or asleep I suppose you gotta just you gotta fight them off it's fine or i guess that's why you wouldn't want to be asleep huh hmm. damn hmm. anyway we have another troy nightmare scene and then um and then in 10 forward everybody's griping and starting to put their paranoid fe- ideas out in the open mostly that fucking gillespie that gillespie, gillespie guy's really rabble rousing over there he rules he does rule let's bring him back um, hey uh, trying to keep us locked up in here he's like barkley's understudy um yeah because they're trying the deflector dish thing and uh and so the data is telling everybody on the ship, like, hey, go to one of the uh, designated shelter areas because that's the only place life support's going to be. We'll be attempt this. And that's, that's when they're freaking out and 10 forward. But they try the deflector dish thing and it doesn't work. Big surprise. The power just immediately gets sucked off by the rift. Um, and uh, data's like, yeah, we can't try that again either because it, it's going to drain all the power from the life support if we do. So, whoops. And this oh, is where Worf well. starts freaking out and leaves the bridge and Troy notices. One thing, one thing I do think is interesting though is seeing the the crew kind of getting primed to to mutiny or just to be just to be upset in general. Because normally, like, have we ever se- had a scene of the Enterprise crew just like being distrustful of like the leadership? Mm, no, I don't think so. Like the, the most, first time, the most you'll ever have is like 
you you might see one of the main cast characters like having a, a freak out because whatever whatever crazy thing is happening in the episode, and they'll just be like, "That's weird." Oh well. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it, it is somewhat interesting, kind of just seeing the 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 crew actually just be like, you know, I don't fucking trust this Picard guy. He seems like a real bastard. What was the episode where? Wesley was taking the Starfleet entrance exams for the first time. Do you guys remember what that was called? I don't remember what it's called. I remember it was season one. It's whenever he meets uh, the vape species M- guy. Mordok. Mordok, yeah. Season one. That's like season That's season one. That's absolutely- no, it was season one, yeah. It was like one of the few good season one episodes. Yeah, it's where he learns to, I think he helps one of them. And as a result, they pass and he doesn't. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Coming of age, there it is. Coming okay. of age, yeah. Because this is relevant now. Because I'm I'm remembering something that like there's a great scene where Worf is talking to Wesley about the fear test, and I feel like that's relevant now. I'm trying to find the quote because fear is the mind killer. Yeah, it's where he says fear is the mind killer. Uh it's where uh oh yeah he says he only wesley fools have cute. no fear he tells wesley only fools have no fear because wait, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this is what i'm saying i just remember hold this. on <laughs> so this whole scene Worf runs off to his quarters he starts to ritually kill himself but troy stops him and he tells uh tells her that he has to because he's uh, no longer a warrior because he's afraid so they're fucking don't even remember their own goddamn character Worf being extremely cool back in season one saying like only fools have no fear you know you overcome them that's what makes you brave that I is mean, literally what bravery is is overcoming your fears it, that does make more yeah this doesn't really make sense for Worf him being no. like oh a warrior can never feel fear yeah that's stupid they just cut this shit out like they don't need to have this in here especially since we don't even find out why he was detained earlier Give me all or none. Stealing, he stole all the knives from the. <laughs> Did you see his cool? His, his he cool ri- rib knife. Of, it was a scary looking knife. And all these that. ridges, like a Klingon head. It's cool. It, is it a little weird that he has his like fucking seppuku chamber just already ready to go at all times? You know, he just has well, this you, fucking shrine you sitting over here. Maybe you'll be in a hurry. You know. And to be fair, it's not seppuku because he wasn't going to stab himself in the gut. He was going to stab himself in the fucking throat. That seems like a way worse way. Actually, I don't know what's the worst way to go. They probably both it's, suck. I bet. I bet it's less bad to be stabbed in the throat because I, the whole the whole idea of seppuku, and I think I'm if I'm remembering right from some shit I read ten years ago or whatever, is mm-hmm. that um, it's supposed to be like very painful on purpose because it's demonstrating that you're not. It's not cowardice to choose to die, but like you're ending your life on your own terms, but you're not doing it in a way that's like to avoid pain and that you do it by killing yourself in the most painful fucking way possible. Yeah, but what if you die from both blood loss and asphyxiation at the same time? Why would you die of asphyxiation? Because he stabbed himself in the throat. Oh, I don't know. Then you'd probably die pretty quick. It's not as painful as having your gut stabbed. You've got a hole for air to go in. What's the problem? Yeah, that's how you give a tracheotomy. That's true. I don't, I'm Although not sure he was doing a tracheotomy. I'm not sure that's <laughs> what he was attempting. He was trying to give himself a tracheotomy. He was, he was having a panic attack and couldn't breathe, you see. Mm. Um, but but no, I, I just remembered that the uh, fucking contradiction here. And I'm going to pretend this is not 
happening. That this did not happen because season one Worf was much cooler than this season. Whatever Worf season four. What Worf. has Worf done this season? Fucking nothing, dude. Where is a Worf episode? It's been this has been kind of a weird season in general. Now that I really think about it, we've not had like. Have we had any like Riker episodes specifically or like any, I guess this is kind of like a data episode, sort of more of a horror in general episode. Yeah, this is kind of just a whole crew episode. I wouldn't say this is anybody. I was thinking Troy because she's like has her stupid dream sequences, but it's really not a Troy episode. Uh, Did you know if you Google season four episode list, it brings you My Hero Academia season six? (laughs) Cool. (laughs) You got to put the show title um... in there. It helps. We had the one where Worf gets uh, excommunicated. Okay, so yeah, we've had Best of Both Worlds, which is, you know, Picard up. And we had Brothers, Great Picard up. Um, We had Data's Day, which was, of course, Data's Day. That was Uh Data's Day. uh We haven't really had a Worf episode this season, though. We had Reunion. I'm going to cheat. It's the one, oh, oh, it's the one that, that was Worf in it. That's right. That was this season. That sucked. They I don't think the thumbnail of this one episode what? is correct. Uh, what episode are you looking at? I'm going to show you. Oh, I'm looking at the fucking... They have Q sitting here in his judge outfit for Night Terrors. That's exactly what I was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is... Where's right? Q? I'm demanding where Q is in this episode. Where's Q in general? Well, we have Q in you know, like three episodes. I was gonna say uh, episode twenty is called Cupid. I wonder that what that's about. Well, he's also in the thumbnail for that one too, so he might be there. <laughs> don't don't look at these episodes, Hayes. You're spoiling yourself. <laughs> Try and stop me. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop you. We should probably go back to two episodes a day, though. Uh, all right. So not today uh, though, because we gotta we gotta finish this shit up. Uh, so Troy the coward stops Worf tracking himself. Then what? Uh, we get a log update telling us Data's now acting captain. The situation's deteriorating. Um, and sick bay Troy is still trying to get through to the Betazoid, but she finally realizes after like five months that they've been having the same dream. And then she finally realizes, oh, it's not a dream at all, but a message. That's why I've been having the same fucking dream every night where they only say the same thing over and over. Weird. Very, very little progression in this episode. Oh, my God. This is the point of the episode where, like, it starts moving at a snail's pace, too. So she reports this to Picard and um, that Troy explains that the frequency brains do REM sleep in is the same ones that Betazoid telepathy is in for some reason. And uh, a lot of jargon, a lot of jargon about (laughs) Betazoid sleep and human this sleep is, and REM. This is, uh, this is the part where they say there is no technology to block telepathic transmissions. Like, really? I, that feels you know, with all the, With all these Vulcans hanging around, I bet someone's come up with something. I mean, like, can't you just put on a fucking tinfoil hat? I'm pretty sure we've seen that somewhere. <laughs> you would know. think that would I work. I feel like that would be legitimate. Like, the, maybe you can block your brainwaves that way. Um, so Troy and Data are trying to figure out, because uh, they're like, they very slowly come to the conclusion, oh, there's aliens on the other side of the rift. They're trying to communicate to maybe coordinate their efforts to get an explosion and get out of here. So Troy and Data are trying to figure out how to communicate with them uh, something that they can, like, do to collaborate to make that explosion. So they're looking through this fucking book of elements they can synthesize or whatever. And finally, Troy sees hydrogen and it's just like, oh, of course. 
<laughs> one moon circling that was it the whole time and um and so she and data are like oh they must be asking for it and data's like okay well in your dream then you just must communicate the word now so that's it that's all this, you gotta yeah, do this, this scene took like six minutes to say all of that stuff it, ugh, it took so fucking could long. you ma- imagine looking at a replicator catalog it's page one of 500 million and 63 yeah <laughs> we're just there was going a lot past all the exploding elements like boop, 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 boop. i mean how else, are, how else are you gonna get a wedding gift <laughs> i was looking to see if there was anything funny in there but it was just a lot of names of people who work on star trek yeah the only funny thing i saw in this episode was when um when uh, Crusher's in the morgue looking at a corpse, she has a little picture of a body on her screen, and it's cute. She's got this little silhouette of a guy. I screenshotted it. Oh, yeah, the guy. That's, yeah. That's you, how you know it's a guy being monitored. Yes, McFreeze wrote, well, there's your problem. He's got purple text written all over him. That's right. That's it's correct. True. That's true. That's, that's, that's what happened. But um, so they go to enact their plan. And, oh, this is where Data tells everybody to go to the designated shelter areas as life support will only be available there. Whoops, that didn't happen earlier. It happens now. So now in 10 forward, Gillespie's really fucking going crazy. He's like, you see, we're like lab rats. They're just gonna, we're gonna be killed off. I refuse to die this way. And um, it starts a fucking TOS style bar fight. <laughs> yeah, everyone good. just goes. I'm just like, all right, time to fight. Let's go <laughs> right now. I mean, you can tell tensions are high, I guess, but it's it's very stupid. But what happens next? Haste, what happens next? Um, uh, uh, teacher, I wasn't ready yet. Oh, you you were talking about this earlier. Guinan fucking goes behind her bar. She gets the coolest <laughs> looking gun you've ever seen. You're like, okay, it's basically just like a, a space gun looking thing. But kind it's of, made of gold. It's made of gold. has a big old handle on it. It's like a... It's, like, it's, just, it's a space rifle it's plated in gold like, and she's just like points it at the sky shoots out a light sparkles everywhere and she's like that was setting one you want to see setting two it's it feels it's like the most good. out of character thing and it's great it's like i love this it feels like a very much just like weird fan service scene it's like all right we got to give Guinan something fun to do maybe it, it was it all a dream no they weren't dreaming that's impossible Anyway, Troy is in uh, REM sleep, and Data begins firing the hydrogen out into space. So we get one last Troy flying dream sequence. I guess they shoot hydrogen out of the red things on the Enterprise. What are the red things on the Enterprise? Tell me that. Uh, those are the red things. Those are the things you shoot bees out of in hydrogen. It's the nacelles. You definitely don't shoot bees out of them. It looks like they're shooting bees. Does it not look like they're shooting bees out? It looks right like in the they're scene? shooting red smoke out. I, it looked like bees to me. I'm always just thinking mm. about Ramatra and his bees. Bees? Bees? That's what, it look like. That's what it looked like. But I don't know. I guess. Isn't that what they fire the phasers out of? Um, it, no, no. They no, fire the phasers yeah. on out of like the. It's out of like the middle. Yeah, it's out of the middle. Kind of like in the center section. Well, I guess those are what they fire the um, bees out of. I mean, the the hydrogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, (laughs) those red lights are literally just navigation lights. So I don't know why hydrogen is coming out of them. And also, it's red. (laughs) That's the color of hydrogen, silly. What color is hydrogen, actually? Probably nothing. It can't be nothing. 
It's a guess. Not some color. It's a guess. It doesn't have to be. So anything. is so is oxygen, and it's blue. Ace. Is oxygen? Yes, that's why the sky is blue. That's literally why um... the sky is blue. Look this up. I look this up right now. That's why the sky is blue. It's because oxygen is blue. I don't know if that's true. No, water <laughs> is blue. Well, what's in water? Fish. Yeah, the fish make it blue. You're right. Those fucking blue fish. Um, so anyway, we get this last dream sequence where, where Troy's still yelling, I can't find you. I have to tell you something. Where are you? And finally, she uh, finds this glowing silhouette of a person. And she's like, oh. <gasps> gasp um but on the bridge the hydrogen's done like they've released the hydrogen for the two minutes that they had they've run out of power they can't do it anymore and they're like oh i guess this has failed whatever we're fucking dead now uh but then there's a big explosion and the ship whirs back to life and so they're like oh get us out of here and they pass this the other ship which i I describe it as a uh, a weird glowing tardigrade style ship like those those fucking water bears that's what it looks like to me this is I don't know what it looked like. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's just a blue guy. <laughs> it was just a glowy green thing. I mean, it just whoosh, shot past them. Um, but Troy wakes up from her from her REM sleep smiling. And, and Data then orders Captain Picard to go to bed. And he's like, and I'm going to do that for all the personnel. And he says, sir, have good dreams. Or sweet dreams. He doesn't say sweet dreams. Pleasant dreams. Pleasant dreams. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And, then, <sighs> and the episode ends. Well, and we got a, we got we got a cool we got a really cool explosion out of it. That was a heck of a, a heck of a boom. big explosion. Yeah, it's pretty, you got to make a big explosion to escape that Tykin's rift. It seemed that, that I don't understand why it's an explosion. Did they ever explain it, or they just like oh, an explosion seemed to solve it? That's literally that the explanation. Cool. <laughs> Tyken <laughs> discovered that he could explode it, and that's how he got out. So what, that's what, what we got to do. What, what <laughs> is that hey, genius? I mean, most of the, most of the things they encounter out in space are solved by exploding them. That's, that's true. true. That's true. It doesn't solve most of your problems, really. You just explode things. Yeah, I think this. I'm I'm glad we got the return to the sitcom laugh track endings. It's been a while since we had one of those. It wasn't nearly as much as it used to be, though. We needed Riker there, and they needed to be talking about, like, I guess is the time you slept your way through this one. I don't I'll know. tell you what, this was funnier. more of a nightmare than a dream to it, it me. It would have been really great if Riker just like is like you just see him crawling across the floor for one last quip and. <laughs> <laughs> um, I missed that. I should bring that back. Yeah, I don't um I don't know. It, I I enjoyed like the mood of this episode more than I enjoyed the actual episode if that makes any sense. No, it does. It's got vibes. I I am totally there with you. In my memory, like I remembered liking the vibes of this episode a lot and then watching it again I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is pretty crappy." But <laughs> good news. There's a much better horror episode coming up later in the show. I'm looking forward to it. I you know what seems like probably has some pretty good horror episodes DS9. I not really actually really yeah I don't think there's really any good horror episodes in that I'm trying to think Dude, there's Alan Lorraine really... <laughs> that's the horror the horror of gaming <laughs> that's right hopscotch is the greatest threat <laughs> no you know what I think of is that fucking episode uh 
where Dr. Bashir is trapped in his own brain and, and everything in this, his brain is like all, yeah. all of his emotions are, are portrayed by characters in the show. A, there's a few mind prisons in that show, but mostly it's more war crimes that get done. Yeah, yeah. McFreeze, we're going to need a Voyager report on horror. That seems like the series. Yeah, the horror is watching the fucking show. (laughs) But seriously, though, I think Voyager probably is is more rife with that. Uh, I I can tell you the original series. I I wouldn't call it like horror horror, but there's definitely episodes where it's just like, yeah, people keep fucking dying. We need to find out what this is or else we're all going to be dead. (laughs) Someone keeps killing the red shirts. How come nobody has made a TV show? This is my pitch right now to all of the networks, uh, you know, back when they made TV shows. Uh, this is my pitch to Netflix, I guess. Why has nobody made a TV show where it's it's a sci-fi space thing, but it's like Event Horizon vibed? So like every week you have some kind of Event Horizon style horror happening in the, the vacuum of space. Where is that show? All right, Merck, I'm going to pitch this to you. What? Black Mirror. I've watched that, Hayson. Um, it's a show. I was going to say it's pretty good, but it's not. Sometimes it's horror. Other times it's Black Mirror. I don't. I wouldn't call a single episode of that show horror. It tries to be sometimes, but it doesn't succeed. <laughs> um, uh, like there's an episode where that guy's playing the fucking augmented reality game, and that's the closest one to a horror episode they get, and it's just so goofy. I, I love it. I so love would, that episode. Would you would you want more like an actual like show or like more of an anthology type deal? Because I feel like if everyone's surviving every episode, the horror is not going to be too bad. Well, no, I feel like you could you could like have them slowly uncover the horror. Okay. I, there's a way to do this kind of like, like, like stranger things yeah you could do like stranger things in space that's my fucking pitch netflix yeah. pick it up <laughs> we need to get some writers on this there's ASAP. there's there yeah. are much worse pitches than stranger things in space i mean i i would i would kind of be into that as well you know what is kind of like that actually uh mm. for the first two seasons is the expanse where there is like this unknowable thing they need to try and deal with that's like killing a whole bunch of planets. Basically, it's planet cancer. Um, and oh, that sounds good. I should watch that then. It's you should really watch the expanse. Those first three seasons are incredible fucking television. Also, your description of that just sounds like a Mass Effect TV show too, which says, that would also it's, be good. It's, it has Mass Effect vibes. I'm not even gonna fucking lie to you. It's very much uh, Mass Effect vibes, especially when they, when they get the whole crew together and are kind of piloting around on their stolen ship. It's yeah, uh, I Merck, I think you would like uh, the Expanse a lot. Yeah, I'm sold on it now. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, Firefly too is the other one where if that had made it past like what seven fucking episodes or whatever, that kind of had that that same kind of vibe. Right, like, get, space horror. Gotta get to season two. For it to yeah, you ha- you got to get to season two where they had the episode where Joss Whedon was going to have one of the characters get raped by an entire ship. Oh yeah, remember that? Remember, 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 remember that? Remember Joss Whedon? Uh, yeah. So yeah. I was looking, I was looking back at the Voyager episodes. You know, <laughs> uh, now for one thing, I forgot about the episode where Captain Janeway is doing the movie Alien on the ship. That was pretty good. That's the, not, that seems like really the exact horror. kind of thing that Voyager would do, though, is try to do Alien. They did. They tried. And it was pretty <laughs> good. It was pretty good. But there was also one where only, uh, everyone goes into cryo sleep, and except for Seven of Nine and the Doctor, and then they go crazy. 
Ah, uh, there you go. That's exactly the one you want. That sounds like it. That one. sounds like it. You don't have to just wait actually for the season five, I think, episode of of TNG where they do horror. Like that's that one's good too because it's like an alien abduction horror, which is really good in this show about being in space. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? I I really enjoyed sometimes, that. Sometimes, sometimes you get abducted by aliens. Sometimes you're an alien in the hospital who has is forced to bang. I'm nodding. Maybe it's a uh... God, God. That scene. I thought about that scene for weeks. <laughs> um. Actually, that might not be in season five. I don't know. We got a time travel episode. We got a couple of time travel episodes in season five. What? I want to get to season five. Let's start doing two episodes in of Star fucking Trek? week again. Time we gotta, travel? we gotta move this shit forward. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta move along. Well, or I guess we could. Alan Moraine, everybody. Is it? I, I know there is one episode of Star Trek where everyone's like, "You got to play the game. The game is so much fun." That's in season five. This is why we got to we got to get going. It's literally called the game, Haste. Oh, all about the game. You I'm, won't miss it. I'm so excited for the it. game. It's a classic. It's a good episode, dude. I like the game. Wesley's in it. <gasps> in. He's probably going to be the big hero for some reason. Tune in in several months to find out. <laughs> no, let's seriously let's try to do two episodes a week from now on. It'll so next still week, be several months. It'll still be several months, but it'll be uh, faster. Um, so next week we're going to be talking about. Uh, let me find it. I've fucked up my my searching. Identity crisis. Identity crisis, and uh, possibly we're going to try also to talk about. Um, one after that which is <gasps> the nth degree the nth oh yes okay let's do two episodes a week we gotta talk uh, about okay. i'm also excited <laughs> apparently you will be. you will be Whoa. because uh one of your one of your guys is in it oh, i love my dudes there's well, i only I only have so many dudes i have like wesley i have barkley yeah one of those guys Jordy. is in it oh you have wharf uh i mean i know Warp's Riker. gonna show up Worf what and Jordy are always there. It's true. <laughs> you know what? what if Worf died? You, you know what? I actually don't know if Worf will show up. <laughs> Sometimes he could die. You know. Well, I mean, it's more like, hey, Worf, are you gonna get anything to do this episode? No. All right, man. Have a good day. Well, I literally do need... not remember Identity Crisis at all, too. So I'm excited to watch this again because I don't you need, remember this. You need Worf on there to be denied. You know. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone pointed out in, um an episode that hasn't happened yet um that picard's like oh, i don't know if we should help this guy and then uh crush is like oh we should help him and then Worf's like we should not help him and picard's like well that convinced me we're gonna help him <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember that but that's good that's that's good i'm nodding poor Worf, man Worf has nobody ever listens to Worf. Nobody ever listens to Worf. And he almost killed himself this episode. Very sad. Very tragic. Worf's going anyway. through it right now. He needs he needs to talk to, to Counselor Troy. He would never, though. He would never do that. It's the warrior doesn't talk about his problems. Remember that episode where they lost a day and he's just like, oh, well, I didn't want to complain about this because a warrior never discusses, you know, his, his wrist hurting, but my wrist fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a broken wrist. He's like, that's not normal. 
you did say to mention anything out of the ordinary and it just fucking hurts. Um, no, no, I, I like that he's not reporting it as an injury. He's just like, well, you said something was different. My wrist, no worky. <laughs> Uh, so uh, if you have any questions or comments email them to us at beamedasickbay at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and thank you McFreeze thank you Hayes for being here to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation absolutely absolutely we will uh, we'll see you next week bye 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 bye